Hi, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm recording this episode on Wednesday, February 17th. It's my husband's birthday, fun fact. So on Friday, the 12th, I shared some stories to my Instagram talking about how it was our friend anniversary. I met my husband interviewing him for my college newspaper. And so when I shared that on Friday, I also shared that I was a journalism major and I asked how many people knew. Only about 20% of my followers knew that I had a degree in journalism. The other 80% were really curious how the heck I went from being a journalism major to a special education teacher who is now pursuing BCBA. We're going to talk about that today, and it might be a little bit longer, because we have to go all the way back to my junior year of high school. I had been around kids growing up a lot. I had volunteered in the summer reading program at the library for years. I had worked as a volunteer at a Girl Scout camp. I was pretty sure I wanted to be with kids in my future, and an obvious choice is to be a teacher. I joined Future Educators of America in high school. In my district, elementary school started at 7.30, and high school didn't start until 9. I was able to volunteer in my old first grade teacher's classroom for the first 45 minutes of the day, and then head over to school myself. While I greatly enjoyed that experience, I wasn't sure I liked working in an elementary school, particularly with kids that young. My senior year of high school, I joined the Teacher Cadet Program. In this program, you pair with a local university to take an intro to education class. You take the class the first semester, and then the second semester, you're placed in a class to do a pseudo-student teaching. For that program, I got placed in my 8th grade English teacher's class. Again, I really enjoyed the experience, but I also knew that working in middle school was not for me. I also didn't feel strong enough about any particular content area to say, you know what, I'm going to go major in history with an education component. Like, I wasn't drawn to what I would teach in a middle school or high school outside of the fact that the age group wasn't right for me as well. She and I spent a lot of time talking about what I did like, what I was interested in. We looked at the students that I was connecting with, and she was the first one to recommend special education. The more I looked into it, I figured she was actually right. It seemed right up my alley, so I decided to go ahead and pursue it. My dream school was James Madison University. JMU is in Virginia. It's about two hours from my house, and it's a school that my older brother was attending, and I absolutely fell in love with the special education program. I spent a lot of time my junior and senior year driving down to spend the weekend with my brother. I really got to know the campus, the program, and man, I could see myself in those classes. So needless to say, it was absolutely devastating when I did not get in. It's important to note that I was not a strong student in high school. Looking back, there was a very slim chance that I was ever going to get in, but I took it really, really hard. I eventually decided to go to Longwood University instead. It's also in Virginia, but it's really small, and it's known for its education program. But there's a couple of important things to know about my first semester at Longwood. The first one being, I had homesickness. You know the one where it's October and you're still sobbing in your dorm room because you miss home so much and it's impacting your ability to adjust to your new environment? That was me. Also, I'm really shy. Even in an environment where I'm comfortable, I struggle to make friends. So putting that together in an environment that I'm not comfortable in and adding that layer of I'm not a strong student so I'm also struggling in my classes, it just made me feel really alone. My mom recommended that I try and join a club, and I decided to go out for the student newspaper. I had worked on my student newspaper in high school. I was a pretty strong writer, and I thought it'd be a good club because it was something that I was interested in. 
I joined and I started making some friends. But another note to make is I was actually making friends with a lot of seniors who ran the newspaper. So they were going to be graduating anyways. And so I kind of thought, okay, I'm going to finish up this year. They'll graduate. I'll transfer to JMU and we'll all move on with our lives. Well, I went to visit an admission counselor at JMU and it became pretty clear that there was no way I was going to be able to transfer. I really hadn't improved any of the things that were stopping me from getting in the first time. I still had a poor GPA. I still struggled and it just wasn't going to happen for me. And at that point, I really didn't know what to do. Like I said, I had a couple friends, but they were all graduating. I was still struggling in my classes. I was genuinely unhappy. And so I ultimately decided to drop out of the special education program. It's really hard for me to look back at that moment because sometimes I feel a lot of regret for the decision I made. But it's also important for me to recognize that some of the decisions I made after that put me on the path I needed to be on. So I finished the rest of that spring semester just tying up freshman requirements, figuring out what I wanted to do. And that guy said at the beginning of the podcast, I happened to meet Corey at, during this time. And so he was interested in coming out for the newspaper. And we end the spring semester with myself being elected news editor of my college newspaper. And he got elected my assistant. So I went back at the start of my sophomore year, diving headfirst into the world of journalism. I said, you know what? I'm doing well with this. I'm going to major in it. So I switched my degree to communications with a mass media degree concentration. I start making a lot of friends. Corey and I end up dating. And I go on to be elected the editor-in-chief of my college newspaper. And I held that position for two years, my junior year and my senior year. So I really like hunkered into I'm going to be a journalist until halfway through senior year. When I truly looked at a career in journalism, I knew I did not want it. But I was in this tough spot where... Corey and all of my friends only knew me as a journalist. I had spent three years writing articles, doing internships, building a resume, and I had walked away from the degree that I really wanted, and I was about to graduate with one that I didn't. And I remember feeling so much panic about what I was supposed to do. This will seem really off topic, but it is relevant. I used a website called care.com to find babysitting jobs when I was on break from college. Because I had been a special education major and I was comfortable with children with special needs, I indicated that on my profile. Over winter break of my senior year, I got hired to babysit a 10-year-old with significant physical disabilities. I only babysat him about three times over those two weeks, but that really affirmed that I might have made a mistake. And what's crazy for me to think about now is that was 10 years ago. I can't even remember the child's name. I have no contact with the family, but those three babysitting visits really turned my life again. I didn't know what to do, so I just pushed forward because I was at graduation and I wasn't going to go back and start over again. So I graduated in May of 2012 with my degree in journalism and I got hired in a job that was really wrong for me. The more I thought about it, I wanted to be working with kids with special needs, but I had nothing in my background that indicated that. I'm sorry to be so cheesy, But this is the point in my story where my parents are truly the shining stars. I remember sitting on their couch that summer, hysterically crying, and my mom just kept saying, what is wrong? What can we do? I finally found the courage to tell them I made a huge mistake, and they looked at me, and they said, it's okay. What can we do now? They completely accepted what I was saying, and we jumped headfirst into figuring out how to fix it. So the first thing I needed to do was build experience. So luckily I got hired to be a teaching assistant in a special education classroom in a high school so I could start getting things on my resume that showed 
that I was in the field of special education. My mom said, try doing this for a year and then we can figure out our next step. So I started that position and I quickly learned that there was an option to do a master's program in special education that'll give you a licensure component. I enrolled at University of Phoenix and took a master level intro to special education class just to get the ball rolling. I submitted that as part of my application to James, not James Madison University, George Mason University, which is a local university to me, and I got accepted and began my master's in special education in January 2013. And by the way, Corey, that one who had met me when I was supposed to be a newspaper reporter, I was really going back to my original plan, but he didn't know about it. But luckily, he's the most chill guy you will ever meet. And he was like, okay, cool. I took the first two classes, and I took my first test for state licensure while I finished the year as a TA in high school. Technically speaking, I had met the requirements to get a provisional teaching license in my state, but you have to have an actual teaching job offer to get that. I wanted to be a teacher, and I knew I needed to keep building experience. So that summer, I got hired to be a teaching assistant in an ESY setting. They had a desperate shortage of teachers, and I remember being in the meeting and them saying, does anyone have the qualifications to be a professional teacher? And I did. So within an hour, they had me signing paperwork, and I finally got my breakthrough. I was hired to be the self-contained teacher for the autism program grades K-2 to for four weeks that summer. Because I had that job offer, I qualified for a provisional teaching license. I could start teaching... I just had to complete my licensure program and pass all of the tests within three years. This made it easier for me to get hired in the fall, and I ended up getting hired to open a brand new autism program, grades three to five, in a new elementary school. I started teaching that class in August 2013. Corey and I rented an apartment together, and I continued to work on my master's. It was in that master's program that I took my one and only behavior class, and I loved that class. I excelled at that class. I learned about something called a graduate certificate in applied behavior analysis. It was too late for me to add it on to my master's, so I told Corey as soon as I graduated, I wanted to start working on it and work towards becoming a BCBA. Again, super chill guy, and he's like, cool, do it. I graduate with my master's degree in special education and earned my complete teaching license in May 2015. I started the graduate certificate program in applied behavior analysis that June. And let me tell you, the classes were really hard. Like I said at the beginning of the podcast, I'm not a strong student. And I did really well in my master's program, so I thought I had gotten over that. And it shocked me that I was struggling so much in their certificate program. I took the first two classes of the six classes you need, and then I took a semester off. Corey and I got married in April 2016, and I didn't want to be in school that semester. And I went through a really tough time at work as well. If you haven't listened to episode 8 of the podcast called Why I Left the Classroom, that will give you background. But I managed to pull out of that situation. I took the third class in the ABA core sequence. And then I abandoned the dream of becoming a BCBA at the end of 2016. I did finish the last three courses of their certificate, but only because my district would give you a pay increase if you had a master's plus 15 graduate level classes. So I finished up the certificate in fall of 2017, thinking it would go nowhere. I continued teaching, and by the way, I picked up another graduate certificate in adapted curriculum because at the end of the day, I'm a student who struggles, but I'm also a student who loves to learn, and I just keep getting degrees. But it wasn't until my last year of teaching in fall of 2018 that I met the BCBA that I now work for. A future episode will detail my break and my path to BCBA even more, but long story short, I got really interested in her center, 
and I left the classroom to go work with her in June 2019. In March 2020, I finally decided that I was ready to pursue BCBA again, and that brings us to now. It's February 2021. I'm just a couple of months away from finally finishing that dream I've had since 2015, and I hope this podcast helps you understand a little bit more how on earth I got from where I was to where I'm at now. It's a weird journey, but I'm glad I took it. I absolutely know that my degree in journalism helps me feel a lot more confident in writing my blog and doing my podcast, and I love the idea of doing future research in my field. Plus, we have to end on another cheesy moment. There's no way I would have met Corey if I hadn't taken that path. So there's a lot that I would change, but there are parts that I'm really grateful for as well. I hope this podcast was interesting and be on the lookout for some more podcasts to kind of explain how we got to where we're at now. Have a good one, everyone. Talk later.